and welcome to Movie Nash with Mike and Josh, where each week we sink our teeth into a different movie feast. My name is Josh. And I'm Mike. And I am kind of drunk. I think I'm half cut as well. You reckon? Yeah. I thought it was just me. It's terrible because I've only had two cans, but it is, however, what, how, how much percent? 5.6% and I've not been drinking much recently, so I do forgive myself slightly. This is my fourth one. Oh yeah, you've had more. Well, I've mm. just got no excuse then. You're all right. Um... Welcome to episode 22. There's going to be a lot of sighing in this one. There is. <laughs> Why? Just to stop myself from vomiting all over the... Uh... <laughs> it's not that bad, No, it's not, it's not. No, okay. I can handle my drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yes, this episode we are going to be talking about Steven Spielberg's The Post. Post? Yep. Um, uh, before that, we will do some movie news, and at the end of the episode we'll have a nice game that might come up with that I know nothing about at the moment. So. Are you excited? It's not the one that I said it was going to be as well, so it's even more exciting. I'm not just excited. I am. This is a good use of adjectives. I can't think of a word. Ecstatic. That's very disappointing. That was. This sets us up for the rest of the episode. Uh, aroused? No, that's too easy. Well, I can tell that. That's just permanent, permanent boner. Um, enough of my shitty banter. <laughs> uh, should we start a theme tune? Yeah, hit it. Right, so, we are uh, here at episode 22. 22? It's, it's nuts, though, isn't it? It's, taking, it's not taking it's as like long as I thought. double 11. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. I've got this Which is one. a prime number, so yeah, yeah. that Lines makes all the difference. And also an integer. Is it? Is it? Is it? An integer is not just a number. Integer is a whole number. A whole number, not a decimal. Yeah. I see. I understand. Look at us. See, you don't just listen to movie news to hear movie news. You also are here to learn about maths. Yeah. Not I math. Am, I am fucking awful at maths. Are you? Which is hilarious. Are you I've, not? I have a job in finance. I was going to say. But if anyone found out, a little bit worrying. It's all. Um, it's, it's so bad. It explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we get right into some movie news? Can we? Yeah. Well, it's movie news, it's movie news, it's Josh's movie, movie news. news. Sorry. He's got a big chin. Uh, <laughs> um, let's start off with Tommy Wiseau apparently says that the room is coming in 3D. How, think, do, they, how do they make <clears throat> something 3D after the fact? I, don't um, I think he may have just lost his mind. I don't know if he ever really had it. He comes up later on in the podcast. Does he? Yeah, I'll let you know. Oh, I'm interested about that. Uh, it is also Super Bowl Sunday this weekend. I'm going to watch it. Well, actually, that's not true. I'm going to have drinks and then fall asleep before it starts. Is the Atlanta Falcons playing? I don't know. No, it's, it's the only Simpsons reference to football I can remember. You're supposed to be coming to that, actually. It's on Sunday. Am I? We're going to go around to Dom's house, yeah. We're going to play Citizens of Catan, where it's called Settlers. On a Sunday? It's crazy, yeah. On a Sunday? Well, we'll do it during the day. That's a school night. I know, I know. We won't do it in the evening. Do you remember what happened last time? <laughs> yeah. Holy Just shit. Just about, yeah. The next day was hell. <laughs> mm. um, anyway, for everyone else listening home, um, yeah, so it's Super Bowl Sunday, which also always <coughs> means, when I can speak clearly, which means movie trailers for some what? of Blockbusters. What happened last Super Bowl? What was released? The only Super Bowl I remember is when Janet Jackson whipped a boob out and she had that weird star on her nipple. Do you remember? See, if you got a star on your nipple, that makes me think that you knew the boob was oh, coming in. Oh, the boob was coming. Mm. There was no way that she did not know that the boob was coming. Who dresses up a boob before <laughs> revealing it to the a world? Jackson, probably. To be fair, that is the most convincing acting I've seen Justin Timberlake do. 
I wouldn't be surprised if the, the nipple tassel was left behind by Michael himself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He, he hadn't died then. Had he not? No. When was that? That was, well, I was in like year nine or something, year ten. No. Yeah, it was a long time No, ago. it was later than that. No, no, no. no. Jackson died in 2009? Or ten, something like that. Nine yeah. or ten? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, whereas the, the giant Jackson boobish was, was, you know, 2003, 2004. Feels like it, mate. It does. Um, anyway, enough of uh, movie nursery of Mike and Johnny Jackson's boob. Um, so, yeah, with it being Super Bowl Sunday, we're expecting a lot of cool trailers. Uh, the rumours are that the Incredibles 2 trailer will feature, which I'm really looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, I'm so excited. the teaser was so funny. No, I'm really excited for that. Um, but apparently... Solo, a Star Wars movie, rumour is we're still not even going to get anything on Super Bowl Sunday. And it comes out in June, is that right? Um, I don't know. I think it's June something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really soon. And the fact that there's not even a trailer at Super Bowl Sunday, which is like the perfect time to do it, Nothing. is super concerning. Um, even that poster that, that we posted, yeah, apparently isn't. that's a fan that, that, mock-up. That, that, it's not is, even a real thing. Well... Hopefully, we're completely wrong, and hopefully it's absolutely fine, but at the minute, I'm very concerned about the new Star Wars movie. Um, but there might also be some extra... The, the new Cloverfield movie, uh, I don't think there's a name. I think the shooting title is God Particle. Yes. Um, hopefully we'll see a trailer for that. Cause it's that the one set really in space. It's the one set in space with uh, <laughs> Daniel Bruhl and um, Elizabeth Debicki. We love a bit of Debicki. Elizabeth Debicki. Uh, you might see some extra spots for Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War, but I think we've seen enough of those. Blah, blah, blah. I don't need anything more. I've, I've had enough yeah, trailer, exactly. uh, trailers for those movies. Um, okay, and then in other news, um, apparently Pokemon are missing in the Detective Pikachu set. <laughs> this is amazing. Set photos. This, this movie doesn't make any sense, does it? So there's a film being released, let me get this right, Yeah. where Pikachu yeah. is a detective. Uh-huh. But is it like Columbo? Is it like Who Done It? Because we already know Team Rocket's done it. Um, or does he? I don't. To be honest, I don't know. The this could thing... be amazing. They could have 150 movies where they have to find out which of the original Pokemon committed the crime. It could be. All we know so far is that not only is Pikachu a detective, and this is a live-action movie, so they're going to have to find a real Pikachu whoa, somewhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But Ryan Reynolds is voicing Pikachu. So what has happened? In this universe. So I don't understand. So it's a live action. So they're going to have a... It's, it's going to be real people. And then a CGI... And po- real Pokemon. No, obviously not. But they're going to have a CGI po- what do you mean? Pikachu. They're not going to actually... Why not? They're going to build a... How would you build? Just go out and catch him. Pokeballs. Got to catch him all. Yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ryan Reynolds is somehow going to voice over like doing all the Doctor Do little films where they get real animals and... This better be this better be fantastic. I I think it could be. I have no That's the weird thing. I'm like, it's so fucking bonkers that it's Do you know what else actually... is absolutely bonkers but apparently brilliant? What? Paddington two? Hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, isn't it? What is happening? Have you seen Paddington One? No, I saw a little scene where he falls down the banister. It's okay, it's not charming. Like brilliant. And yeah, it's charming and it's a small bear and it's from a country where bears talk and he likes Marmalade. Mm. Um, that didn't blow me away, but for it to be getting such high scores on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it just says a lot about people who are rating films on Rotten, Tomo- Rotten Tomatoes. True, yeah, because sometimes you ever, they can get things completely wrong. Have so. you ever rated something on Rotten Tomatoes? I haven't because I'm not a super critic, but I would like to. 
I don't know why Movie Nosh isn't part of the super critics of Rotten Tomatoes yeah, as a standard. I mean, it's Surely they should just adopt our pop do rating. Fucking travesty, if you ask me. Uh, last bit of movie news. We saw loads of set photos from the new Captain Marvel. Oh, film. yeah. they She's green in the pictures that were released, and they've See, done a recolored one, haven't they? Yeah, so for those who don't know, Captain Marvel is yet another superhero in the, uh, um, I want to say Avengers, the Marvel superhero universe. MCU. The MCU. Thought Wait, well, why is it a C? Cinematic. Yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I thought um, I was misspelling superhero all this time. Captain Marvel is going to be played by Brie Larson, who's actually like two years younger than me. Seems older. Really? Yeah. I often find that I I think that accomplished people must be older than me. Yeah, because they just seem more awesome and somehow that makes them seem older. Yeah, more wise. Like they've, they've sorted it out. Did life. she win an Oscar for The Room? She should have done. I cried in that film. Yeah, the, I mean, The Room is brutal. It's stressful, isn't it? But to, to be able to bring something like that to life when you're in for half the what, film. 23, 24 when that film came out? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And it's a horrible that film. It is crazy. Horrible in a good way. Watch The Room if you've never seen it before, yeah, yeah, yeah. but make sure you're prepared to be devastated at the same time. Have day. some Maltesers and a few Kleenex ready. Chocolate. Honestly, yeah. chocolate just really helps. Um, anyway, so she's the new Captain Marvel. <coughs> Should add a nice twist into the MCU, as Mike likes to call it. Yeah. Because he's so trendy and hip. Oh, so um, trendy. And, um, yeah, but her suit's green, even though the original character has sort of like a, a red and blue suit. Hers is blue and green in the, in the set photo, so everybody's like, what's going on? I don't understand. So um, it's only green because... In certain versions of a character, it's green. Uh, so it depends whether or not they're going to tie that in. Right. But um, I don't know enough about the character because, to be honest to me, it's not someone who I'm super familiar with at all. No, I have no idea who the fuck she is. No. It's kind of weird for someone who is in the Marvel Universe to be called Captain Marvel. Do you not find that? It's like, imagine if there was someone called Captain DC. Yeah. A.K.A. Donald Trump. But then Marvel actually means something. Yeah? You can be a Marvel at something. You can marvel at something. Yeah, it just it, it's a weird one. It was a lazy name, but it, you know, that's what superheroes do sometimes. Get lazy. That's pretty much movie news, do you wanna That was movie news, that was movie news, that was Josh's movie news. Completely out of I'm gonna change it. I, I quite like changing it. I'm you a like, creative keep me guessing. Yeah. I'm a fountain of creativity, you can't keep me up. <laughs> Right. Okay. So last post. last week, we went to the cinema and we watched The Post. Yeah, we did. Which uh, is garnering all sorts of uh, attention for its stand-up performances by Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep and uh-huh. how great it is. Um, so it's directed by Steven Spielberg. The writers for this are quite interesting because it's... Um, Liz Hanna, who's like 32 or something like that. Really? Yeah, surprisingly young. And uh, this guy called Josh Singer, who also did, who wrote the screenplay for Spotlight, which came out, I think, in 2015. Any relation to Brian Singer? No, oh, thankfully. Good. Um, and that was a film about uh, the press as well. I've not seen, but it's apparently no. very, very good. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this, the synopsis for this film is that uh, there's a cover-up that spanned four US presidents pushed... Uh, the country's first female newspaper publisher, Kay Graham, of the Washington Post, and its hard-driving editor, Ben Bradley, to join an unprecedented battle between journalists and government in publishing the Pentagon Papers. So the Pentagon Papers were this leaked document, essentially, where this um, this guy who used to be in, in the US Army, 
1966 or something. You see him at the start of the film, don't you? Yeah, the film opens in this in this um, scene in Vietnamese, the Vietnam War. Yeah, Vietnamese yeah. jungle, and it looks a bit cheap. Did you not think? I remember thinking. Ooh. I was surprised to even see that that scene in the film. To be honest, but I'm not very clued up on everything that happened with the Korean uh, the Korean War. Sorry, the Vietnamese. Right, the Vietnamese War. That's the word I meant. Do you know what they call the Vietnam the Vietnam War in the Vietnam? The war. The American War. Really? Yeah. That makes complete sense when you course, think about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's all about perspective, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, um, did it look? So cheap? it opened up, and I thought that it looked very much like a like a sitcom, or maybe an episode of Mash or something like that. And mm. Straight off the bat, I was a bit like, "Ooh, what's happened here?" Yeah, I doubt it was actually filmed in Vietnam, but probably not. It was probably filmed somewhere in on, studio. On the set. Um, yeah. And the reason for that is that this film was made in a hurry. Was it? Yeah, it took something like nine months from the, the, the date the script was finished to finishing the editing. It took nine months. Fucking hell, that's quick for a movie. Steven Spielberg took a break between Ready Player One. To make a movie? To make this, basically, yeah. That is In Oscar nominated. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and you can kind of tell, I mean, it was it was, it was it was done in a hurry so that it remained relevant as, as because Trump was doing all this thing about fake news yeah fake news everything that was uh, disagreeable with him he has yeah and so that's what you can see the rush I think at the end of well as soon as he was uh, inaugurated um, back in November um, he's been lambasting the media and saying everything is fake news so this was released basically to show that the the similarities between Richard Nixon as as the President of America and Donald Trump because Richard Nixon basically just said everything that was uh, negative about him was fake news and the media lies and, and so on and so forth so there's quite a, a direct um, correlation correlation yeah, yeah an allegory yeah. yes didn't you teach yeah. me that word no I don't think so I think well you did because it was the first time I'd heard that word and understood it really I think you and Alice said it allegory isn't it when it's it's a similar story but it's to do with politics Let's go for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the layman's version. Yeah, so so this film was pushed out really really quickly, so that it would remain relevant. And I think that is probably the only thing that has that has kept this film in the limelight. Really, I was because of its relevant to yeah relevance to current times. And it kind of yeah, uh, people are pissed off at, at, at the politics situation in America, quite rightly. Yes, yeah. me. Um, but the message seemed to be that history repeats itself mm. and you know so what yeah um, if only there were a phrase commonly used to uh, highlight that like history repeats itself yeah. it seems to be a thing that everybody knows already isn't there a thing in I can't remember what the movie is is it I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry where he's like uh, marriage is like a circle it's like a circle yeah 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 exactly common common thing <clears throat> um, um, and so this is a story about the Pentagon Papers being um Stolen out of the, out of the, the Pentagon mm. um, by Daniel Ellsberg, um, so he takes he's in the Vietnam War, and then you just a quick summary of him. Basically, I think he just runs across the screen in, in some cheap set, and then so all he gets sudden, shot, and he pulls them across to the safety yeah, of the tree. Yeah, and, and then, then and then five years pass. Well, he's on a plane on the way back to America, and he hears what the defense secretary or something having an argument. And he gets pulled into the conversation, and they're like, "Do you think we can win this war?" And he says, "Oh no." He says, um, "Do you think anything's changed?" And he says, "I don't think anything's changed since the last time I was here." Uh, and the guy says, "Yeah, that's what I thought." And they sort of admit that they know America cannot win the Vietnam War, and that's the whole point of this. Is yeah, that exactly. It's been what three or four presidents in a row who have kept this war going. 
despite that they know that they can't win, but really the only reason they're keeping it going is because they don't want to be the president that loses a war. Yeah, so like, they're just doing the it. The shame of America yeah, losing yeah. a war is too great, and they don't want it to be during their time of presidency, which is nuts. Yeah. So, so five years passed since we see him in 1966. So it's 1971, if my maths checks out. I think that's correct. Sounds about right. Um, and we, we see him working at the Pentagon, sneaking papers out. Uh, so he's going to photocopy them. Um, and I think it's about up till there that I was interested in what was going to happen. Mm. Because very quickly, I realised that they were going to follow the wrong person. I wanted to find out more about this Daniel Ellsberg character. Yeah. Because his story seemed a bit more interesting than this... Catherine Graham. So, I've got to slightly stop you there because Americans don't say Graham. What do they say? Graham. Graham. Yeah. There's extra letters in there. Any Americans listening to this, and we know you listen because we see the stats on SoundCloud. It's not Graham. It's Graham. It's Graham. <laughs> There's like three extra letters that you're not pronouncing there. <laughs> they don't have Graham crackers. They have graham crackers. Who has graham crackers? Do we have graham crackers? No, we don't. Americans no, don't. yeah, exactly. Like, why would you invent crackers? something that you don't know how to say? Yeah. It's like um leader of Samsung can't say Galaxy. What does he say? Galaxy. That's what he says? Yeah. He sounds like um some sort of evil overlord. He's like, this is the Samsung Galaxy S8. It's like... He can't say E. Can't say it. I shouldn't be saying that, but never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> so anyway, this this the, the, the papers that he um, photocopies from this uh, stolen um, folder, uh, they make their way onto the front page of the New York Times, and it becomes apparent that the former Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara uh, was aware six years ago that the Vietnam War was unwinnable. Mm. Shock horror! I know, and they pumped. Was it there was a stat something like a hundred thousand extra men they pumped in and it did absolutely nothing. So mm. all these men were being sacrificed in this war for absolutely nothing. And it is unbelievably heartbreaking what what went on. But at the same time, this movie has happened about four, five, six times after this 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 story's been told so many times through pop culture and yeah. and and movies. Do you reckon has has the story about how um, how the press reported this particular thing before? How how often has that been? Um, because I I think there is a story there. I think the the idea that um, the the New York Times went to try and you know publish it first, but then yeah. they got um, completely cut off, and the government said no, you can't publish any more information about government these leaked papers. Um, and if you do, we'll take you to court. And so then it came to the Washington Post, who this movie is about, and Catherine Graham, and Ben Hanks. So his name, I forget his last name, so I'm just going to call him Hanks because that's Tom's last name. It's up to them to do it. Ben Bradley. Ben Bradley, that's the one. Which is such an easy name to remember. That's like a super I think his name. middle name's something like Lee. So his name is. Ben Brenly. Ben Lee Bradley. It's something crazy like that. I don't actually think it's Lee. But the fact that he's got three first names in. Two of his names, Ben, Brad, and Lee, because it's not Bradley L E Y; it's mm. L E E. True. He's got three names. So my name is Joshua Edward Lewis. You are all that is wrong with this world. <laughs> Thank you for pointing out my inadequacies. Um, so yeah, I think there is a story there because it was is a pivotal point where um, the government was trying <clears throat> to cover up and think they could get away with everything, but then the papers fought through. And eventually won, as everybody knows, so that's not a spoiler alert at all. 
However, I think the balance of this story didn't make sense because to me, it almost felt like that dramatically the story... I remember getting about an hour in and thinking, how far in is this film? It didn't even feel like it was halfway through. I think it was maybe an hour and a half and I'm like, is the story actually going to take off? It yeah. feels like they haven't even really gotten round to the point where they need to make a decision whether they're going to publish or not. I thought, it's taking so long. It was a slow move and it felt more like I was expecting it to be more of the court battle as the, the focus. Yeah. But the court battle just didn't happen. It was no, like, it was we're a side court and we're out the court and we won. And it's like... Yeah, for a film that had... Well, for the characters that had such stringent deadlines, they didn't seem to really care about giving you a, a, a punchy storyline, did they? I think that's the problem when it comes to telling the stories of like real-life <clears throat> people sometimes, is that because we're so used to the sort of enormity of some stories and yeah. the grandiose nature of all these great epic films, that when it comes to a real-life one, it doesn't always quite live Maybe up to you're it. right. Maybe there's, there's too much of a subtle storyline here and we need to be slapped across the face by a big kipper. I found that with them. Um, have you seen Lion? No, not yet. No, that that was a good one. It was, I think, it was Oscar nominated, but I don't think it won. Yeah. Um, and it was very well acted. Um, a great story. It, the The first half of the film is him as a small child, and it's fucking heartbreaking. But the rest of it just seems to go too quickly, and you're like, hang on, I thought we were going to concentrate on more of this part of the story that I'm interested in. But again, it's just because that's what happened in real life, so. You can't. You get a certain amount of dramatic license, don't you? But yeah. You can't take it too far because you don't want to bastardize the story. And this film did take it too far in some ways. There were some shots which I thought were so cringeworthy. Yeah. Um. I mean, overall, the, the, the cinematography was okay. I quite liked the washed out, sort of seventies look and feel mm. to it. Everything's bright and shiny. And... Yeah, but then it, no, but then it's also kind of got that grey mm. wash across it, and everyone's dressed in this. They've all got brown tires. Yeah, 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 and all the cars are, are, are hideous colours. But that's kind of cool, you know. I quite like seeing yeah. that. Um, um, seeing that 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 decade, that would not really. So as soon as you see like the Cadillacs and stuff on yeah, the street, you're like, ooh, you it's got so. uh, fins on the, <laughs> the back of the car. Um, so I really struggled. I'm going to go on a bit of a rant now. Mm, go for it. Okay, so we're introduced to Kay Graham. 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 Uh, played by Meryl Streep. And at the start of the movie, she's preparing for a board meeting. But when it comes to the meeting, she doesn't take her chance to show that she should be there because she remains silent. Mm. Um, and the perfect moment comes up where she should speak, and it's the moment that she's been preparing for. Mm. Um, but that moment passes her. So it's a pretty basic like story arc that, that's being presented to herself. Yeah. Um, the character's introduced to us. And she's not saying what she wants to say at that moment. Um, I wonder what's going to happen to this character's story. I wonder Maybe whether they're going to overcome. she somehow finds her inner courage, stands up to the people who uh, try to push her down, and overcomes the situation. So I didn't, I didn't enjoy this movie. No. Um, I didn't ever feel its relevance to today. I mean, the whole point that this movie was rushed through production was that it would remain relevant. Yeah. And I, don't, I, I think even if it did make it exactly when all this whole fake news thing was, was being blasted all over the place. Which it kind of still is, but we're now so used to it. It's, yeah. it's, it's almost background noise, isn't it? Um, so I struggled with that. Um, I did like, as I said before, uh, the washed out. I liked that uh, the whole world, basically, of, of typewriters and 
the, the manual printing press and mm. things like that. They have these huge metal you know, That was probably the most fascinating bit about yeah, this for me. Yeah, it's like absolutely. watching how people used to make newspapers. Yeah, exactly. And the scenes where you're in these the, 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 the printing presses and how the papers were created. and um, It was really satisfying to see um, mm. that the articles, when they were written, they were put into these metal... Um, Presses, I guess. You'd call yeah, it. I don't know what you call um, it. And then, and then the newspaper was made. And fucking hell, they finally it took that long. Maybe people would take care of what they wrote nowadays. Yeah, I always found papers. it really interesting. Like the amount of times I type stuff and get it completely wrong because I'm so used to typing fast. Yeah, those people were typing away with those weird typewriters that then lock down the the metal letter. Yeah, and they were getting it right like, every time. How good at typing must you have to be to be able to do that job? Yeah, well, it's it's crazy. Um, People in my office now who are in the, well into their sixties are really good at typing. Mm. Can't do fucking anything else. Can't yeah. can't even right click, mm. but they can type like, <laughs> like nobody's business. What do you mean, not left click? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's there's this kind of there's this feeling that um, I mean the part it didn't emphasise that that the the government was lying too much. I mean that was part that was a big part of the film, but. It still irked me a bit because I know that the government lies and always has and statistics is, are skewed and nothing can be taken as gospel. And you really, you've really, really got to check out what's being presented to you in, in newspapers and media and everything like that. Um, and newspapers are probably the biggest culprit nowadays. Yeah. Whereas this was presenting this, this narrative where the newspapers were the good guys. And I kind of found that a bit difficult to, to, to believe, really. Because yeah. nowadays, I read one sentence of a fucking story and I'm like well this is all bollocks yeah. this has been badly written yep. and it's really infuriating but back then I guess that was people's own without the internet that was people's own uh, only source avenue to yeah, yeah. To, to information um, so there was kind of a it was a bit it felt a bit like you know the, the ship has left there's no there's, I feel like almost I found it hard to sympathise with any of the characters uh, because unfortunately, journalism isn't really the respectful industry that it once was, mm. um, and this is all, of course, Buzzfeed's fault. <laughs> I would say I'm thinking more of like the Daily Mail, shit like that. The Sun. It's very difficult to Daily Express to hold them in high regard. Any of the characters in this, because nowadays we kind Fox of news. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the general opinion on on journalism now is that of Clickbait. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because the worst thing is, even the newspapers you once respect now use clickbait. Like, I'll read something from The Guardian, and it's like, you won't believe that this happened in the next five seconds. And yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, and so it felt like it was it was romanticising a period that's gone by mm. and is, is dead now, really. Mm. Um, which is tragic, because, you know, investigative journalism used to be a, a really, really respectful thing. Well, that's the problem that we get with the likes of uh, Brexit happening and people like Donald Trump being well, elected yeah, yeah. is because the, the the press can be manipulated every which way and that you can't... Even I'm I'm super guilty of it where I'll read something and I'll get absolutely outraged of it yeah. and I'll be like, I can't believe that Uber has a real problem with like people getting raped in the city centre and then you find out that actually a lot of black cabs have a similar sort of problem yeah. as well and you're like... Just you, just, you get you get manipulated by the press, and I get frustrated with it. So yeah, I know exactly. what you mean. But I remember you saying as well, you got really frustrated with. You find it very hard, in particular, to empathise with Mel Street character. Right. Okay. So I had this. So I was a bit pissed when we went to watch this film. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd had a few. Um, <laughs> there seems to be a theme here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bitterly depressed and I'm trying to drink my way through it. <laughs> but Kay Graham, she was incredibly privileged as a as as a person. She was born into a wealthy family. Mm. She was friends with JFK and other presidents and other, you know, kept that kind of company. Even the defence secretary. She exactly, was, McNamara. She was, yeah, that's, she, was, she had she this whole struggle friend. of like, I don't want to screw over my friend who screwed over the country yeah it's like it's like fucking get real like so she even says in the film that she didn't have a job until she was 45 yeah and I understand that her husband's uh, her husband was like the super fantastic man and he does take his own life and so she is widowed oh is that how it happened yeah he shoots himself in the face with a shotgun how come probably because he was married to oh oh, it's terrible (laughs) Uh, he was he was an alcoholic and uh, he was dealing with depression Um, I didn't know that. I didn't pick up. Did they say that in the film? No, no. I did some. I did some research. Oh, okay. I actually, you, fucking work on this. Uh, yeah, so professional. Um, so I found it really difficult. I didn't know how. I don't know how true it was that she didn't have a job until she was forty-five because I've mm. read elsewhere that she she was a journalist um, and um, sort of she was always interested in being a publisher. Yeah. Um, but what a strange way to try and get sympathy and and respect from the audience by saying. There was a really weird scene with her and her daughter, Lally Graham, played by... Alison Brie. Alison Brie, who had a very weird voice. She did have a weird accent, didn't yeah, she? Yeah. Maybe it was like a problem exactly, of the time. Yeah, maybe that's exactly what know, Lally so. Graham sounds like. But um, it's a really bizarre scene where, where Meryl Streep is at... Uh, probably at her weakest, and she's... she's Sorry, not with it, uh, Meryl Streep, uh, Kay Graham. is probably at her most vulnerable, and she's saying, oh, I don't know how to do this. Um, I didn't. I didn't... I wasn't. I didn't sign up to be given this um, this publisher job, um, and then she says, "I didn't have a job until I was forty-five. And I'm thinking, "Fuck you, bitch! Like, how hard is like, how hard is your life if you've not had a job until you're forty-five and you're just swanning this fucking socialite going around just just having parties with huge names and and easing her way through life, and then she mm. gets given this poison chalice of a boo-hoo. I've been given a fucking newspaper company. I think." It's worthwhile adding more context to the situation than that. Because, in a way, you can't blame her for having a privileged life. No, no of course No more that you can blame us for not having a privileged life. But also, you've got to slightly take it into context as well, which is, a, a I don't think, as prevalent a theme as I was anticipating, but the feminist theme in this is that yeah. there's you you see her come out of the courtyard the court at the end and Oh how um, subtle was that? And it's all women looking at her like, Oh yeah, my god, yeah. you are our goddess. But it's it's the whole thing that she is suppressed as a woman. She's in boardrooms and she's the only woman there. She can barely really get an edge a word in edgeways. Like if it was the other way around, if it was a man in there and it's all women, you you might feel a bit uh anxious about speaking up in a way I do think you're right I do think there is an element of of um, what would you call it male privilege yeah, yeah. so I, I felt it difficult to, to yeah because we're not women because I'm not a woman and we're um, not women in 1960s 70s 71 yeah um, but at the same time and I, I did I did appreciate that um, you know her story arc was that she she was um, hugely intimidated and apparently her husband Philip uh, Graham was really really uh, derogatory to her and, and really? belittled her all the time and so she was she'd been given this huge role it's interesting you say telling... that because that did not come across in the no, film it doesn't, at all. It doesn't. they really glorified him didn't they yeah yeah completely um, which I think would have been a better job They would, I would have had more sympathy towards it if, yeah. I'd, if I'd seen the, the, the life that she'd had before that 
but all we get is that she's been handed this fucking job through her husband's suicide um, which was originally her dad's and then her dad because she was a woman gave once her dad her had, husband instead yeah once yeah. her dad had died she gave it, uh, he gave it to her husband um, so yeah so it was a bit it felt a bit like rather than following Daniel Ellsberg's Berg story of, of like the risks that he took yeah it kind of um, it kind of focused more on this this and I felt that it was like a socialite makes a decision on whether to sell a company for millions of pounds or dollars or not, and to tell the story that should be told or not. I Maybe it's because it's, nowadays you just kind of think that that's the done thing. You know, you, you it's us versus the government. Maybe it's not. Mm. Maybe I've just got this skewed view because. Um, I feel hard done by as a white middle class male. Yeah, you've got a uh, bit of a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, there, yeah you? <laughs> exactly. Um, but maybe back then that was a much more of a of a prevalent thing where it was so unheard of to to think that the government was wrong, mm. and it just doesn't come across nowadays. I think that 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 story and that feeling is gone. But I think if if maybe maybe people who watch this film who are thirty forty years older, mm. maybe they're thinking, you know what, this is this is a pivotal time in history where our feelings towards government as a as a institution has completely changed mm. and they would be, probably watch this film and think fuck you know what this was a this was a really turning a real turning point in history but me as this spoiled 30 something just grew up in like exactly the 20th I just, century it just didn't strike a chord with me at all no. I just really struggled to to find any gravitas in anything that was happening but doesn't it feel like it was kind of aimed at our generation in a way as well do you know what I mean it's like wake up to this moment in history that's happening. This has happened before. It's happening again. You I think can that was, yeah. beat it. I think that was the attempt, and that's why they pushed it through yeah. to get it out. But. As I said, it, it didn't quite didn't quite make it. I didn't I didn't feel enthralled. Maybe it's because I'm not American as well. And maybe that's and I it. feel like I didn't get the feminist theme as much because I'm not a woman, and maybe I was, but it still felt weakened by her socialite background, the way they portrayed her, like you said. Yeah. Because like I I found it hard to empathise as well. She's like, oh, it's so hard, but. The, um, I guess the the risk really is that she could have lost absolutely everything and gone to prison. Yeah. So it was <clears> brave and it was, um, yeah. Ben, what's his last name? Bradley. Ben Bradley's wife in this as well admits, you know, uh, goes through this whole thing about yeah, she's she's yeah. very brave. She is, but as I said, the way that the character was, I'd say, written more than portrayed by Meryl Streep. I don't know which way it was. She seemed a bit airy fairy. She kept like turning and swiveling on her spot. Like, but that, that, I think that's the way she must have been directed to have been. Because you think about it, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he's not going If she was playing it wrong, he would have told her and would have directed it. <laughs> Meryl, come on. But that's the way he wanted the character played. Mm. And I think Meryl probably did a really good job, Meryl, because you know, we're on first name basis. Yeah, she there. calls you Josh. Yeah. Um, probably did a great version of what he wanted. Problem was she wasn't very likable to us yeah. as middle class white men <laughs> in the twentieth century, um, and I don't think any of the themes were strong enough. The theme of you know we're in the twenty first century, right? We yeah we are now. Oh okay. But I was talking about when we were growing up. Ah uh, okay. How fucking dare you? <laughs> um, the, the the themes just weren't strong enough to to resonate with me. Mm. Although we got friends, my flatmate watched it. She enjoyed it a lot. Said it was fantastic, but the balance of the story didn't seem right. I don't know whether that's just because it was a true story. Um, the fact that we've hardly talked about Tom Hanks all the way through this podcast is a shocker because it says everything about it. It was an all right portrayal. He kind of just graveled his voice a bit and was a bit deeper. But put, put on a bit of an accent. I wasn't fussed by him. No, and he's one of my favourite actors. And of all there's time. so many 
big names in this. It's huge. I think it's just Steven Spielberg just got his mates together and if he's just made a yeah. middle of the road. What do you think about it? If Steven Spielberg went, we need loads of actors really quick, who's going to say no? Yeah. So yeah, Bob Odenkirk from uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad as Saul. Um, you had Tom Hanks as Ben... Bradley. Bradley. I can forget that. Meryl Streep as... Uh, Catherine or Kay Catherine Graham, Graham who's been Oscar nominated for that role uh, Alison Brie was Lally Alison Graham Alison Brie yeah uh, Jesse Plemons was the, the lawyer I can't remember his name uh, Clark is that the ginger dude who's in Black Mirror no 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 uh, I can't remember what his name is what is his name in real life yeah I'll find out for you um, while you read through David, David Cross is also in this uh, he plays uh, one of the journalists uh, David Cross is in Arrested Development he's the guy who he is, pays yeah, himself blue yeah, yeah. and he was actually really good in this I'd, I'd noticed him because his voice is so distinctive that I yeah, heard him he was yeah. before I came on because I always think of Men in Black yeah yeah he's the guy who owns the, the video store yeah, yeah. Um, but in this uh, you know you expect him to be a comedic actor and, and he's so good at that but actually he does a good turn in this I thought he was it was surprisingly surprisingly um, good in this film what was I looking for before oh Jesse Plemons that's who Roger Clark was, yeah. Ginger Goose yeah, from that yeah. mirror. Um, you've also got Zach Woods, who's a fairly famous comedian who's in the uh, Silicon Valley. Oh yeah. Uh, Jim Ross is in this, and we've reviewed a film. We've reviewed a film of his already. Uh, Bruce Bruce Greenwood. Greenwood. Who? Oh yeah, who's he was the in really really fucking hench game. guy in Gerald's Game? Gerald's, he's he's like sixty one, and he's got a, a ten pack. It always <laughs> blows my mind how how in shape he is in that movie. Um, I've still not seen that I really want to watch it as well Yeah, Sarah Paulson played um, Tom Hanks's wife uh, Tony Bradley she's called yeah, yeah, yeah. she was good uh, but the thing is that wait 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 she's called Tony Bradley in real life yeah. she's called Tony Bradley and he's called Ben Bradley yeah so they've all got first names as what, their uh, names I mean, she really hung up on that <laughs> I mean I mean, Joseph Edward Lewis it doesn't really bother me that much Joseph <laughs> <laughs> moving on with Mike and Joseph doesn't quite have the same uh, ring to it but Sarah Paulson's really good she's in a lot of the um, American Horror Stories yeah I do like her I actually do like uh, Carrie Coon as well she's in um, uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson as well yeah as lead, one of the lead prosecutors uh, oh Sarah Paulson yeah and Carrie, um, Carrie Coon's in oh what's his name Bradley Whitford from uh, West Wing yeah and he's plays Joshua in the West Wing he's also in a comedy what, what comedy is he in I remember him being uh, uh, he's in oh, stuff. it's like a horror comedy oh, um, Woods. Cameron Woods yeah, yeah he's I love that, that film so oh he's so funny in that. Um, yeah so th- honestly but I think the, the problem cast is, is phenomenal the cast is phenomenal but the only people get really sorry fucking booze the only people that really get enough screen time are Tom Hanks Meryl Streep and that's kind of it so the rest of the cast is almost wasted yeah, they it's are. Like, why, why? You don't need to have the, that. Don't, I mean, it's cool to have it, and I'm sure everybody would like chop off a left nut to be in a Steven Spielberg film, but it just didn't, didn't feel necessary, especially when my overall feeling about this film towards the end was one of kind of mm. meh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> meh. Yeah, um, um, what ruined it for me towards the end, and I'd, I'd already made my decision that I didn't like the film, mm. but there are some really painfully cheesy moments. Um, towards the end um, so there's a bit where the verdict of the case is being announced mm-hmm. um, they're all o- in the newspaper f- office together yeah over the phone and then uh, Carrie Conn's character is one of the one of the journalists um, the camera zooms in on her face as, as she's talking on the phone as, and as it's announced as it's a spoiler alert successful um, <laughs> verdict um, it felt really comedic 
like the, the build mm. up to it, and then she's like, oh, 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 oh. Um, and it almost it's it's akin to the the scene in Ghostbusters mm. when um, the receptionist gets their first call, and she's like, you you do. You have. It's <laughs> like we got one, yeah. and it felt exactly like that. And that's exact. And that's what I thought of as this, as this, um, uh, as this scene was playing out. And then, yeah, once she says you got one, and then the camera zooms in on her face, and and she says down, she stands, yeah, she puts the phone down, says we got one, then presses the red button, and the the hearse comes out with yeah. its tires screeching and the siren wailing going wow yeah. wow and then the piano comes in with mm. the <laughs> this is a play by play of Ghostbusters <laughs> yeah um, and I thought that it could have done with a bit more of what Ghostbusters had I think that the that's how you make a, a memorable film mm. is by making Ghostbusters um, <laughs> And I mean that's, that's unfortunately proven by the fact of Ghostbusters being memorable. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that the post is going to be very forgetful, and not a lot of people are going to be talking about this in a year Strange. or two. Strange, it's been nominated for so many Oscars. Yeah, but can you remember what last year was nominated for Oscars? No. Exactly. These are forgetful films that yeah. are made purely for um, uh, awards uh, season, and as Dr. Egon Spengler says, print is dead. Also, there are so many better stories of inspirational females that mm. you can write. You've got... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike. So you've got uh, Marie Curie. Fucking write a story about that. Emily Pankhurst. Who's that? Uh, suffragette's leader. Exactly. Uh, oh, no, uh, not leader. She was the one who threw herself under the carriages, the, the king's races. Shit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Helen Keller. Let's write about her. She's got a fucking phenomenal story. Yeah. One who's deaf and blind. Uh, Amelia Earhart. Joe Cox. One. Joe Cox. Yeah. My mum. Yeah. Uh, My mum. Malala Yousafzai. Your mum. What's how do you say her name? Yousafzai. Is that the Yusufazi. young girl? Yeah. Who, yeah. She's who, fucking incredible, isn't she? For for Palestinian well, education. Just, that's the thing. There are so there many are better thousands. stories. Uh, and then we get some fucking social. We get the Paris Hilton of 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 stories here. We do in a way. At least that's the way it felt like it was portrayed. But again, I will forgive it slightly because of the fact that I don't think I'm going to get the full impact of it because I am a white middle class man no, I, I in don't, this century. I don't think I don't read that. I think that fair enough. It's a okay film. Yeah. There were some moments. Oh that yeah, yeah. Was I still nice. wasn't captivated. There were some it. great scenes, but nothing that I will ever remember. It mm. might be because I'd had five. Maybe six beers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it should maybe have focused more on, on the story of how the, the papers were retrieved and what what made this Daniel Ellsberg want to do it. Um, but then there's a cool scene at the end where it leads on to... Basically, I think the last scene is... Yeah, the, the Watergate scene, one. Yeah, first scene of All the President's Men, which is quite interesting. I've not seen that. <clears throat> well, now I want to watch that. Yeah. Is it good? I've not seen it. <clears throat> Never mind. But um, I thought it was an interesting way that... This this suspicion of the government was was this this basically this this seed was planted where mm. uh, everyone thought the government's not all right and then all of a sudden huge Watergate cover up and they were right and they were right yeah hopefully um, we'll find out soon as well yeah so um, I give it a five out of ten um, and maybe I'd give it a four out of ten but I can't really remember a lot of it 
Uh, I think the fact that we're talking about a Steven Spielberg film and we're not talking about how it was directed says a lot about this. Exactly. It's it's very Spielberg. easy. I think he just woke up one day and just did this film yeah. and didn't think much about it. I feel the fact that we've hardly talked about um, Tom Hanks and that we've just sort of moaned about Meryl Streep's character so much just says so much about the film. I think 5 out of 10 is probably appropriate from mm. my point of view. I didn't love it. I came out of it feeling very meh and just... Uh, I think so the people who, who I've spoken to who have enjoyed it are people who are more interested in American history who know about the Vietnam War who know about Watergate who know about the Panama uh, not the Panama Papers that's some different what was this called? Uh, Pentagon Papers Pentagon Papers that's the one um, have a better understanding of the context and therefore enjoy it more I think it's it's flawed in so many ways it, it's just the story wasn't engaging for me the themes that it was trying to chase weren't strong enough or engaging enough with the current generation and I was disappointed and yeah. I don't think it, if it does win awards this season fair enough but I feel like there's so many other strong awards strong, sorry strong movies for this Oscar season that could wipe the floor with it I was so excited to see this yeah. after after watching three billboards mm-hmm. um, I got really excited about movies that have been released during awards season um, but it hasn't it hasn't stopped me being excited. I'm still excited to see the shape of water. The shape of water, I can't <coughs> wait. Yeah. The fact that the both the lead characters can't talk in this. Brilliant. Amazing. What a great uh, way to hogtie you into telling a story in different ways. Mm, exactly. Stop speaking. It's when you think about we movies like. Um, Sorry, we should do that with our podcast. Just not talk. Not talk and try and figure out ways of telling a story. You just tap. Like, tap. What does that tell you about the movie? Um, absolutely nothing at all. We need to work on this then. Mm. Um, so yeah, 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. Five out of ten. I'd say go watch the movie if you're still interested and you like the look of the trailers and you're interested in American history and the Vietnam War and the Pentagon Papers and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, to be honest, give it a miss. Go watch Three Billboards instead. Yeah. And Bloodbound, which is also yeah, exactly. a huge amount of awards and wait till The Shape of Water, which comes out in the UK on the 14th of February. So I've got the game this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game is called Lies, Damn Lies, and Statistics. <laughs> nice. Uh, and so that's not that's not I haven't made that up. That's okay. a famous saying. Um, I don't know who to credit it to, but it's a famous thing. I'm getting ready. Um, and so basically, I'm going to give you a list of news headlines, and you have to tell me whether they are real news or not real or fake news. Fake news. Which is technically real news as well. Um, yeah, and you have to choose. And you won't believe what number 42 is. There's 42 so, questions? No, no, that's just a bit of clickbait. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, so this is the first headline. Yeah. Uh, so this was taken from uh, about halfway through last year. Ooh. Um, so Are you just trying to build the story around it to no, make no, me no, believe no, it's just, true? No, not at all. I'm trying to give you some... I'm giving you hints. Okay. If anything. So the International Astronomical Union issued a press release stating that Pluto has been reclassified as a planet. Is that real news, or is it bigly fake news? It's tough, because I remember when Pluto got declassified as a planet to a... What do they call it now? Smudge. A smudge. Yeah, that was in 2006. A gold stone. It got declassified in 2006. Doesn't that feel a long, long time ago? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Um, I remember briefly hearing something about it coming back, but it's not... 
I've, I've only seen t-shirts about Pluto being turned not into a planet <laughs> rather than the way around. And the t-shirts tell the truth. Yeah. That's exactly. what they're called t-shirts. They're actually truth shirts. Truth shirts. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's true. It's not. It's false. Oh, no, I trusted my gut. That was fake news. That news article was released on the 1st of April. That would explain everything. So that would explain it. So close to my birthday. Um, okay, so uh, headline number two. Right. This was back in November 2016, I think this one was. Uh, sorry, 17. Uh, Dolly Parton says, Trump in one year is already better than 16 years of Bush and Obama combined. Bollocks. You don't think Dolly Parton would say that? I don't think Dolly Parton would say that. But she's a, she's a you know, a country girl. She's a country yeah, singer. no, no, it doesn't, doesn't seem to fit. Yeah, okay, you're absolutely true. Bang! Uh, apparently this, this quote has been credited to quite a few people. Mm. Dolly Parton. Um, Did Trump make it up? Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, randomly. The other Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pfeiffer. Um, no, I don't think he made it up, but uh, it's just a it's just a general political clickbait title. It's like when you hear the sort of thing like a, a duck's echo doesn't a, a duck's quack doesn't echo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. I, I believe that for ages. Yeah, then they had it on Brainiac. Didn't they? He's going around trying to squeeze ducks in, in tunnels and shit. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just general political clickbait because I think the idea is that if you if you have somebody who you admire yeah saying something that you want to believe then you're more inclined to believe it yeah um, and then like them oh yeah because everybody wants to believe yeah people what they like want to believe have their, yeah. their own uh, ideas massaged into well when you're reading papers and stuff you see something you agree with you're like that must be the truth yeah if you see something you don't agree with you'll think it's bollocks that's why I don't read any newspapers really I that you can't read I don't like reading top down do you not? No, I can't. Do you like it more Japanesey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, headline number three. Uh, Florida is the worst state in America in every way new rankings say. No, surely not. I'm calling bullshit on this one. I am. Because apparently this is true. Mm. But um, the 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 uh, I looked into this headline mm. and the sources are Fox News. No, no, no. They're just they're just bad. So the the sources basically said, based on everything, mm. this is what was uh, uh, given to the the rankings. Right. Uh, so it's, it was based on the state's contribution right. to America, things like inventions, mm. food and drink, right, uh, productive famous people. This is generally in the article. Wow. Uh, and unique physical beauty. It's like they've never heard of Float Rider before. Wow. Or Disneyland. So I'm calling bullshit on, on Florida, Florida being the worst state on yeah. Earth by nearly everything. I've been for. I enjoyed it. Apparently it is a bit mental, but um, mm. I think it's the worst on everything. Like across I, I the find board. Florida's a funny one because whenever you see sort of um, newspaper articles online, it's like, Florida man does this. Yeah, it's always yeah, a Florida yeah. man. Florida man. I don't know whether that's just like an internet meme and I'm just getting confused with real news. It's actually Florida man. He's a superhero. <laughs> um, him and Spider-Man are teaming up. Okay, so headline number four. Uh, man rescued from Taliban didn't believe Donald Trump was president. Oh, how long was he taken for? Do I not get that information? No, you just got the, you just got the headline. Um, I could believe that'd be true. Say you were like out of it for four years and you've been kidnapped for that long. I'd be like, you fucking kidding. Yes. The guy who does The Apprentice. You're absolutely sure, uh, correct. Yeah. So this guy was taken for five years and a month or something like that. Uh, he and his wife were kidnapped. He, he, this is the weird part of the story. He and his wife were kidnapped whilst she was pregnant. Mm. And they had two more kids in captivity. So what kind of 
Like, jail is this. When you're in captivity, what else are you going to be doing? She's given birth in prison, and then she's thought, you know what's really good in this situation? What we really need right now is two more fucking infants wandering about this cell. They didn't speak to their planned parenthood. Uh, It blows my mind. Unless the Taliban were like, you'll fuck now. I just don't understand. God, that's dark, isn't it? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, There's a Canadian couple, mm. and uh, he did not believe once he got rescued that mm. uh, Donald Trump, he thought that they were they were fucking with him. And some he's sort like, of take tor- me back. Some sort of torture device. Take me back. Uh, so, number five, headline number five. Uh, Donald Trump has dedicated a golf trophy to hurricane victims. Oh, my fucking God. That's so believable. So believable. Um, did he sell it to get money for victims no nope. he just gave it to them and said okay there you go you do it no so he didn't dedicate it this is true by the way this is a true story I was supposed to guess I know but you, you, you kind of guessed it anyway oh okay um, so this is I think it's the president's trophy it's some sort of uh, golf tournament you just won it for being the president uh, no no he didn't win it sorry the oh. U- I think Team USA won it because you know they always win the world series mm. uh, and he, as he's presenting it to the Team USA he said this trophy is Dedicated to the sufferers of, of, of Hurricane. I, think might, I don't know if it was Irma, but maybe before that. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he dedicated the golf trophy to sufferers of a hurricane. Fucking hell. Um, which I think is, you know, bigly the right thing to do. <laughs> uh, headline number six. Yeah. Uber's search for a female CEO has been narrowed down to three men. Uh, see, the thing about that that makes me think otherwise is were they looking specifically for a female CEO? Um, I want to say it's false. This is true. This uh, is real news. So Uber have a... Um, uh, last year, had this big thing where there was a huge amount of like uh, patriarchal office spaces. Yeah, yeah. Where they would have like, loads of sexual assault and it would be a very intimidating place. It was a really bad... Um, uh, what's, it's not environment, what's the word? I think environment is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they hunted for a female CEO to basically give them a fresh breath of life and to, to eradicate all of this male-dominated um, offices. But uh, they couldn't find it. They couldn't find a single female CEO who wanted to, to work for Uber. Yeah, I don't think they're really in a fantastic position at the minute, Uber, are they? No, this was, this was uh, June last year as well, mm. uh, in San Francisco. Okay, headline number seven. Cool. A cat named Notorious B.I.G. was shot multiple times and survived. No. Fake news. It's real news. You wrote... No. It's real news. Don't bullshit me, Mike. I wish I'd looked into this article What was the source? The source was a fucking x-ray with 14 bullets. Is it Fox News? It's not Fox News, but (sighs) it was a real story. Okay. In America somewhere. Notorious B.I.G. the cat got shot several times. Yeah, yeah. Who's shooting cats? It was just a dream. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think he was, I don't know, after some sort of loop and then just got shot. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes you pause, you sit, you tell me. Oh, shit. (laughs) Where the cash at? Where the cat (laughs) That would make way more sense. You missed an opportunity there. Headline number eight. Right. Donald Trump gets a folder full of positive news about himself twice a day. True. It's absolutely true. Cause Unbelievably true. Have we had a false one yet? Yeah. Oh. Loads of false ones. So I think it's about 50-50 split. It's a little bit half So time. he gets 21 folders, I think it's 20 folders in the morning and, twen- and 21 folders in the afternoon. Mm. Oh sorry, 21 a, a good shit about himself so he can 
he doesn't feel bad about himself. Yeah, um, but apparently he's not the first, first, um, not necessarily president, but the first person in power to do stuff like that. Apparently he's got a, a normal thing to do. Mm. Maybe he did it before becoming president. It's such a childish thing, isn't it's it? It's bizarre. It's really bizarre. There's nothing normal about him, though, is there? No, no. All right, headline number nine. The room's Tommy Wiseau mm. wants to make a Star Wars movie. Uh, believable, true? Yeah, absolutely true. A Twitter user asked him whether he uh, would ever make a Star Wars film, and he said he wants to. Um, he's open to it. He uh, hashtagged his um, his studio, I think, and then he also put down his website for Disney and Lucasfilms to get in touch. Who do you think he'd play in the Star Wars universe? Because I have an idea. Who? Padme. He would be a great Padme. You're tearing me apart, Anakin! You <laughs> <laughs> could do a remake. You're breaking my heart! <laughs> I don't know why I've turned him into an Arnold Schwarzenegger. You've broken my heart. Uh, oh, hi, Mark Hamill. <laughs> uh, That's the funniest bit of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, number 10. Headline number 10. WWE staff have been forced to shoot an aggressive wrestler after a child climbed into the steel cage. When you say shoot, like with a gun, not even like a tranquilizer. This is the headline. You have to determine whether this is real news or fake news. It's got to be fake. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's obviously fake, but the idea <laughs> of a wrestler trying to square up to a, a toddler yeah. uh, is both hilarious and charming. People's elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, that'd be quite terrible to watch. I'd pay. Would you see yeah, a, yeah. I'd rather pay to watch a kid that. get rock bummed. I'd rather pay to watch that than to watch... Uh, the post again. Oh, we can't. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, although we do have a guest coming on soon, Miss Isle of Movies, who seems to be a big wrestling fan as well. So um, I feel like I'm she would probably be agreeing with us on that. So yeah, well, I'm going to do next week's podcast in a unitard. Is that what wrestlers wear? No, that's not a unitard. You can do. What would be your wrestler's name? <sighs> if not, I mean, the big the big show's already taken. <laughs> Um, so I would probably go for the malnourished. What about the soft bottom? The soft bottom. I, I, know, like, I mean, I don't know. Missionary Mike. Missionary Mike. Um, how about the squinter? The squinter. My, my, yeah. My yeah. special move would be... Staring someone down. Like something like that, yeah. I would be a, such a shit wrestler. You reckon? I don't have the body for it. My thighs are unbelievably bigger than my arms, so I. That's a good thing. You just you do a lot of leg stuff then. Surely a lot of kicks. Yeah. Mm, use the ropes. Booker T. Obviously, I'm such a. You know, Booker G. That is going to be my. That would be my recipe. Booker G. The G for ginger. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we are going to be having Miss Isle of Movies on soon. We're looking forward to having her on. If you're listening, Laura, hi. Is that her name? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I thought her name was Miss. <laughs> Milm. Is we yeah, like to call yeah. um, and we've got some more guests coming on soon so if you are someone who wants to join us on our show and there's a particular uh, theme of movies or a particular movie you want to come on and review feel free mm. uh, we'd love to have you on we'd love to have more guests because it does get a little bit more boring talking to Michael then. I am nothing but a fucking you are I was just trying hoot. to be funny but it wasn't funny then because it was such a lie I apologise oh, do you accept yeah cool. you say the nicest thing love you back no one's it Cool. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to this week's episode. How did I do on the quiz? You got six out of ten. I'll take that as a yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, true. Yeah, I think it was more. True. I think it was probably like eight. <laughs> um, I am the best at quizzes. There's no one better. Bigly. 
Exactly. Um, I'm fed up with Donald Trump. Anyway, so yeah, listen to us the next couple of weeks. We're going to be reviewing potentially some Valentine's movies coming up. We've got The Shape of Water coming out as well. Yeah. Uh, there's tons of cool movies coming out in the next couple of months. There's the point where I'm actually considering buying one of these Odeon Limitless cards or, or Cineworld cards. Unless someone wants to give us one for free. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think work uh, life works like that. Maybe if we don't go to View or Cineworld directly and we just go to a local business and say we'll advertise their business in exchange for them buying us our Cineworld cards. That would be great. How much better is that idea? It's a better idea, but at the same time, I think they would get the business without us either way. No. <laughs> no. That's not how it works, is no. it? No. No. Do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. And as always, um, let people know if you like the podcast. Give us a review. Had a few people reviews recently. It's very kind of you. Thank you, much, Lee. I like comments. Comments, are my favourite. You thing. like comments on the reviews. Comments, not just reviews, but like our posts. Oh right, yeah. Comments. You just like people t- chiming in and stuff. Yeah. Opening a conversation. Yeah, feel free. That's why we try and make all this shit on social media so people can join in, have yeah. fun. Cool. Anyway, I think I've uh, drawn that out long enough. You got anything else to say? No, just goodbye. Um, and I can't wait for my next beer. We need to get some. I could do with another one right now, to be honest. But I've got shit to do before bed. Anyway. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.